Culture Nouveau, the podcast. Welcome back, people. Yo, you ain't gotta introduce ourselves no more, man. You know what I mean? So I feel like we should anticipate having new listeners, though. Oh, that's true. It's Damn. not like the same people are always gonna listen. We hope not. Damn, that's you. That's not me. I'm not forward thinking enough. My bad. Oh, okay. Anywho, happy to be back. We have been gone for two weeks now. <laughs> I'm so excited to be back. Uh, I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, As I posted on social media due to uh, prior engagements and some other things, we've been unable to record. I know (coughs) that's unacceptable to a lot of you guys, so we are sorry. I've been sick for like a week and a half, so if that's any... And traveling. Traveling and shit, so sorry about the wait, but we're back. What's good with y'all? Alright, so, we can get right into it. Uh, Part of the reason why we have not been recording for the past couple of weeks is, like I said, we've been traveling. We came back from California this week, or last week rather, it's been a week now since we've been back, and um, we were at Coachella, and we had all intentions (coughs) of recording at Coachella, but we were having way too much fun. Yeah, we were having a lot of fun. Um, We'll try to do that next year. I mean, honestly, I lost my voice. Um, it was just too much going on, man. It's kind of hard to do that, to, like, record at an event like that, especially when we're in a, we had a, a decent-sized group. So, you know, we're, we're partying. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I cough a lot during this podcast, I apologize. Yeah, we couldn't go three I mean, weeks. I've been shaking. Yeah, I've been shaking this cough, holding on to this cough for, like, a week, man. So, I apologize. But, yeah, Coachella was dope, man. Um, you know, as far as like I said, as far as recording, it's been difficult for us to do it. But you know, maybe next time we go, we'll try to set some time apart. Maybe we'll do it in advance. You know, after you know, before we you know get to partying and stuff. So yeah. it would have been pretty cool if we would have done it. If we could have committed to doing it. But like once you're out there and you're adjusting to the time difference, and you know, we're out there kind of you know for personal reasons, just to have a vacation and have a good time. 
and we really did think it would be cool to record and do all of that, but the partying got got the best of us. So yeah, but um, now we're here to recap. So um, how was Coachella? If you want to just you know dive into it, how was it? What was it like? If you want to just share your experience, you know, just yeah. Everything, so, so okay, so what we normally do before we go to Coachella, we fly out to you know to LAX and we spend a couple of days in Los Angeles. We as most of you know, if not all of you, we are based on the East Coast in Atlanta. And so and we're both from the East Coast. So it's cool to get out to the West Coast and catch that vibe and chill out. It's so much more relaxed, I feel. Yeah. The weather is beautiful. It's always sunny and it's just a good time. So we just, you know, spend a couple of days in LA to tour get some rest because we know like Coachella is the turn up so we did that got to catch up with my homegirl Kelsey and we just we just chilled um once we got to the desert it was it was turn up time it was definitely turn up time uh, we got there Thursday and I'm really happy for how we did it this year because last time I believe we got to the house in the desert like Friday. On Friday. Yeah. And that was a mistake. Like, we're not rested. We're wired. We're ready to go. And honestly, it just left us, like, super drained for the rest of the weekend. Even this year, with having an extra day in the house on Thursday, we were still, like, Coachella will do you in. So, anywho, it was a good time all in all. Like, I really don't even know where to begin. I guess we can... Well, begin well I mean, well, let's... Well, first and foremost, um, I'll share my experience as far as the whole, you know, Coachella experience. And then we can dive into the whole, you know, recap and all that. Um, anybody that goes out to Coachella, I mean, I know you probably see people on Instagram and see celebrities posting shit and just that's the place to be. Um you got to understand, it's a marathon. So, if you're, if you're, you know, it's not just like a, a day party where you just go for one day. Um, you got three days of pretty much partying. And if you're coming from the East Coast, you got to understand, like, the time difference. Um, you got to understand, like, weather changes. Like, you're going from, like, 65 degrees in Atlanta where it's humid to a desert where it's 90 degrees outside and it's completely dry. You know what I'm saying? So, you got to make sure it's like a war of attrition. So, that's just... You know, my tip to anybody that's thinking about going to Coachella, you know, honestly, do your research and, you know, just think about all that before you go. Um, Mike, I know you were on Reddit heavy. Yeah, um, I was on Reddit, man. Coachella. Yeah, I think it's sure. such a good source to, like, just get tips and tricks and whatever because yeah. it's a definitely a unique experience. Like, there's a million festivals out there. Um, seriously, like, no, there's honestly a million. million. <laughs> I think mean, no, there's actually a meh 1.5 million at this point. <laughs> there's like a festival for everything, yeah, it feels like every day. But uh, Coachella is definitely super cool. Um, just the climate, the scenery, and everything, and it really is like a non stop party. So, it is good to know how to prep yourself for yeah. that. Um, little bit of um, side note, you know, before we get into the recap, um. This year, we decided to do the VIP experience. Um, so, you know, separate from general mission, which we've done the past couple of years, you know, VIP and general mission are, are two completely different worlds. Uh, each has their pros and their cons. So as we explain ourselves, you know, you know, giving this recap, I understand we're telling you from the perspective of VIP and general mission. And we'll we'll definitely elaborate on, you know, each each um, specific example. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're fine. Um, So. 
Yeah. VIP and general admission is definitely two totally different vibes. This is our third year uh, being at Coachella, and we always did general admission. This year, we said, F it. Beyonce is performing. Like, it's our third year. Let's do VIP, see what that's about. And I would definitely say it's worth it, but there are definitely things to note about the differences. So I'll say the pros about VIP are, you know, it, it sounds so like minor, especially when you're spending a lot of extra money for VIP, but I'm telling you, you're out in the desert for three days. Like you have so much more like shaded area. The like, amenities. Just, yeah. The amenities are so much better. You just are able to chill out more. <laughs> it's a little more spacious, a little more lax. You could just like relax, you know, um, they, it has its own bar, its own food. Like it's it's dope. It's it's definitely like worth it to me. But I will say, compared to the last two years versus this year, the vibe in VIP versus general admission is like no, it's no. literally like you can just feel it walking in. Yeah, you can feel it walking it's in. It's like mm-hmm. all in mm-hmm. like Instagram. People are just pick, taking pictures like nonstop. Pretty no. much, and I and I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. So pretty much, you know, us included. Fuck it. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. We were stunting on Instagram on y'all. Oh, um, but, mean, yeah. but but I'm saying like the main everybody that you see like on Instagram or those celebrity blogs posting pictures with like the nice outfits and the nice backdrops. Ninety percent of the time they were in the VIP. So when we first walk into it, you know your VIP entrance, all you see are like these celebrities, a ton of celebrities just walking around as if you're just walking around in a park. Um, you know, Instagram people, those type of celebrities like taking pictures everywhere, like the yeah. Hollywood, the Hollywood lifestyle. Like it's pretty much what you envision Hollywood to be like in a VIP area. So it's not like your in typical club VIP area where it's just like you got a couple famous people just in their own little section area. It's weird, man. It's a weird experience. I would just say that general mission of vibes are more or more festival like and more just carefree and fun. Um, like people literally don't care. They don't care, mission. bro. Like, like they're just having a good time. They might be asleep on the grass. They might have smoked too much weed. They might have taken nice. too much. You know, they're just like they chilling. offer you shit. People are like talking yeah. to you, complimenting you, like everything. Like the vibes are just like cool and super open. In VIP, I do feel like people were like a little more standoffish, a little more like everybody thinks they think they're VIP. Everybody thinks they're VIP. Like once you know, like I'm VIP, and I'm like, we're all here, like we're good, you know. So fuck that, man. Like I ain't gonna lie, the amenities were cool, but outside of that, like the vibes are way better in general admission. So I do wish we spent some more time in general admission. than in VIP and you know we people I'm not gonna say people weren't nice people were chilling like we saw all types of people Blake Griffin Von Miller um I Angela saw a ton Simmons. of celebrities bro like um, there's too many to name to be yeah, honest with so, you and it's like weird because it's like when you go to a club or like a certain places where it's VIP and there's celebrities and all that shit like like I said people have sections so like you'll be like oh so and so's in the building and they're in their little VIP section partying. Like, no, niggas were just walking amongst the people, like, no security, you know what I'm saying? Like just regular people and it was cool. No one was sweating them. Um but again, everybody the was vibes chill. Just we actually different. talked to um uh Denzel Curry about yeah, his thirty that was day a challenge. Yeah, he shout out to Denzel Curry. He was literally yeah, talking cool to dude, us man. about like how he wants to get fit and he's doing the 30 day challenge. And so shout out to him. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, Denzel, we'll definitely tag you and 
promote the challenge because it was it was cool. He was just his whole mind was in a different <laughs> different. And support his music too, man. Because he got good music dope. too, man. Yeah. So so um, but yeah, th- it was cool. But I will say it like Coachella, like I go for literally to just like be carefree, right? Not worry about anything. So just keep that in mind. Say if this you're though: looking to go. Now I will say if you're going to go to Coachella for the first time, I would say do general admissions. Yeah. Honestly, I would say if you're going for the first time and you've never been before, do general admission so you can actually understand what that festival is really about so that you have a better respect for it when you leave. So you'll be like, oh, man, I loved it. Like, I love the hot, the heat. I love the the sweat and all the bullshit. Because if you go that first time and you go to VIP, you're going to be spoiled and you're going to assume that's how the festival vibes are. And that's not really the case. So my my just advice is get general admission that first time and then like I said if you want to get in a VIP just holler at us we'll sneak you in like honestly <laughs> no, niggas you really, really can sneak in it's for not real. that difficult um, um I did want to say too um I just wanted to note we definitely do not camp that's just not something mm-hmm. that we do um so we can't speak to that I like a hot shower and a bed and a bed and a, bro blanket and let me tell you but let me give you my assessment on the camping so i mean i've done my research so camping pretty much these people like i said they're in the desert so they set up tents in this little campground area and then mind you they have like common showers i think but um that's outside of that you're pretty much in a a tent in the desert for three days Mm -mm. now mind you we we talk shit about it like i'm I'm not being in no tent tent at all ever um but they have a (laughs) better they have but but no i I mean fuck that no um (laughs) but they have a better time at the at the event than anybody else anybody i've ever talked to that's camped there or i've seen that's camped there they say that's like the essence of the festival and i respect that but it's something that i would never do no i mean i imagine so like imagine that you're there the whole time so like you can like pretty much especially the things that we talk about we want to do we never get to do like ride the ferris wheel or just see certain things like we get there like in the afternoon you know and explain to them how big the, the grounds are so it's I like can't it's, even it's too big it. like it's, it's too big to like be able to like see and do everything it's impossible unless you're there like all day every it's like day central walking around days. central park honestly like not the equivalent. Like, of course, Central Park's uh, bigger. Big, yeah. No, Central Park's bigger. But I'm saying, like, if I was just like, "Hey, I'm having an event at Central Park," you're gonna be in the same. Yeah, you're gonna space. be in the same. You're not places, gonna so. like be roaming around. There's so much things we didn't get to see. So if you're a camper, I can imagine you're able to see and do a lot more. But I like to dress up. I like to put my makeup on. I like to look cute and I just don't see how you can do that camping. No. Like you're not shout out to them man. Good luck. Um and also go to weekend one. Don't go to weekend two if you're gonna go to Coachella. Why weekend, why are you saying that? Weekend one is kinda like that's where you that's that's the place to be. Like if you're into just the music of it and that's all you care about is just listening to like all these live bands and that's your shit, weekend two will probably be best for you. So it's like smaller crowds. Um not as much, you know, nonsense going around, like, all the celebrity shit, you know what I mean? All the, like, Instagram shit, like, you'll have a better time, but if you're, like, really, like, there to just have a fucking ball, and, like, you really want to be on the scene, Weekend One's the place to be, man. It's more fun. It's the first time, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to hear about Beyonce's performance and then go to Second Weekend and just see the same shit you just saw, you know what I mean? Like, that's... We had such a good time. Like, overall, I can't even, I can't even, like, Describe it. I got some. I got a tip too. I got a tip for people. Um, People that like to smoke cigarettes, weed, aka weed. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend smoking. um, You know, um, 
<coughs> blunts or joints back to back while you're out there. Um, you know, everybody partakes in whatever they will partake in, but I just advise you to probably take some edibles or, you know, don't smoke back to back. Otherwise you'll be hoarse and you'll be coughing a lot a week oh, or two after okay. a week or two after the event. Um but anyway, Coachella was great. Um as far as the performances, Friday, who was Friday? If you want to go through that, who was Friday did we see in So Friday we didn't get there as early as we would have liked to, unfortunately. Um but that was fine. Thanks, Rip. Uh, yeah. Don't well, leave Rip alone. Um yeah, so I don't remember who was performing that we unfortunately did not see. We um, missed nobody, man. It was only pretty much the weekend SZA performed on Friday. I like when SZA gets on the stage, I'm in a trance. I just love her. I can listen to SZA all day. Um, apparently, she posted on Instagram she wasn't really happy with her performance and people flaked on her and all types of stuff. I I was loving it, so I don't. You know. can't tell that she like the, see when y'all watch it on streams and online. Like, everything that everybody was complaining about, you don't notice that shit when you're there. Like, everything sounded good to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was good. She had a great performance, in my opinion. I Kendrick mean, came out. Isaiah Rashad came out. It was it was cool. Yeah, it was good. So, shout out to that She did a good job. Um, the Weeknd, um, it was cool. I mean, he played all his stuff. I mean, it's what you expect from The Weeknd, but, like... It's exactly It's what exactly you what you expect from The Weeknd, bro. Like, he's the headliner at 10... Mind you, we're still on... We're, our bodies are still on East Coast time, so this nigga goes on stage at 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. Pacific time, which is, like, 2.30 Eastern time in our bodies. So, you know he's playing on depressing... Like, he's on his fucking, like, dark shit. So, it's great. I like The Weeknd, but, like, you know... I rather honestly, SZA could have headlined better over him, in my opinion. We left early. We didn't stay for the whole set, but um. No, I love the weekend. I actually am definitely here for the depressing stuff because that's the weekend music I prefer. Yeah, but, but I agree. Headliner. At a festival, yeah, and as a headliner, it is it it's it's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> um, yeah. So we left, and that was that. Friday that was, was cool. Um, Saturday. Oh, hold on. What? So and to get back on the, on the Coachella experience. So Friday, I drove because I had VIP parking, quote unquote. Oh, that's Bruh, trash. Don't let me do tell that. you something. Don't ever if you if you go to Coachella, don't yeah, and you get y'all. I got VIP. No, don't do VIP parking. Take the shuttles. I promise you. Do not drive to Coachella. It took me about an hour and thirty minutes to get about I say about sixty feet out of my parking lot. It was a mess. So. That was that on Friday night. Um, Saturday. Saturday was great. Um, the anticipation. I was listen. Oh, I we we go to Coachella every year at this point, but this year the Queen was performing, and that was where the anticipation was for me. I was just like, how so, was your day? Tell tell the people how your day went. So Saturday, you woke up full of anticipation. Yeah, you, you had a good breakfast, right? What? Did we eat breakfast? No, I don't know. So I'm like, what are you? Yeah, we went to IHOP. We got some IHOP for Oh, everybody. okay. We we picked up IHOP for the crew, brought some food back. It was great. I I think I went to take a nap. I went hung out at the pool. It was a wonderful time. But inside, I was just burning with anticipation for Beyonce and mm-hmm. Beachella, and it was I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, you know, me and my girls, we had our little. Destiny's Child Survivor theme camo pants on. We were ready, like we were so ready, and um, that was it. Like how? I mean, all right. So just to I'll be, uh, since we're, I know she's on her Beyonce shit right now. So let me just yeah, I'll provide, I know, I'll like, provide my recap of Saturday. So Saturday was great. Um, you know, we got to see. 
I don't know. I don't even know what we did on Saturday, bro. We were just floating around that whole place. Um, you know, we everybody was pretty Honestly, much waiting we for me to be on We hard in the beginning of the day. Yeah. Like we like really was able to chill out, relax, and then once we got dressed and yeah, got there, like, we yeah. were focused on very few things outside. So of shout the out to uh, so shout out to that. So Beyonce's performance. I mean, everything else is pretty much. No. Who else performed on Saturday? Um, honestly, nobody really of I cared for. I mean, I think Post Malone. I think we missed. Well, we missed a couple people. We or missed, was that Friday? We oh missed, no, Saturday I wanted to see Flatbush Zombies. Um, we missed them, unfortunately. Rockhampton. Um, when we missed Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar was Friday. We missed Daniel Caesar yeah, on Friday. We missed a couple. Um, good yeah, we were bullshitting, we so whatever. But um, Tyler the Creator was on Saturday too. I mean, I don't, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out yeah, to him. I'm sure everybody had great performances, but honestly, it didn't really matter to me as long as I saw Beyonce and had my energy all the way up for her. I it was fine. So Beyonce's performance, just I'll, I'll provide my perspective, and Yella Amber will provide her perspective on it. So my perspective on it, just being there. Um, it, like you could just feel the anticipation and the buzz building in the crowd, you know, because she had an hour wait before her performance. Every other act, like somebody went on every fifteen minutes after their act ended. So like, you know, the the the, the buzz was building. You know, we're in the VIP area, just like trying to find a spot where you know I, I'm tall, so I could see. So I was trying to find a spot where, you know, the girls could see us. So we kind of like stayed back a little bit, um, but it was crazy the anticipation. And then like once. The shit's happened. Like she came on the screen, or we saw the drummer and all that shit. Like it was kind of a weird experience, man. It wasn't just like a party. It was more like a an event for me. I was sitting back just watching it, like more like in shock and in awe of just like how how dope it was. So, um, Am, if you want to go in, I'll yeah, let you, I'll I, you go in on this one. Yeah, I mean, you already know. Everybody knows I love B, but it was just amazing. You've already like seen Beyonce in concert, but it was amazing to see like. Our other friends, like, the guys were just, like, wow. Like, they were, like, yo, she's, like, the dopest. Like, and everybody was just, like, engulfed in what she was doing. Um, on the flip side, a lot of people, because it was, like, a two-hour performance and there was a lot of switching with the music, um, I did hear a couple people say, like, oh, they wish it was, like, more, like, you know, less breaks in between. But I do feel like there was definitely a disconnect between the Coachella crowd and what Beyonce was putting forth. Exactly. Which, frankly, was a hell of a lot of black culture. She brought you HBCUs. She brought you marching bands. She brought you fraternities and sororities. She brought all of She brought you school days. Well, can I speak from a novice Beyonce fan? And, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a diehard. I love Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? She's amazing. But as far as just a perspective of a person that was going there expecting one thing, but guess up now. So... I'm going to a Beyonce concert based off of what I went to previously at the Dome, and I saw the concert, and um, I was expecting to have a party. Oh, you know, everybody's dancing, having a good time, um, but that's not what I got. What I got was a display of just black culture and black excellence, and, you know, it made me just reevaluate how I was viewing that, that concert. So um, it was amazing to me, but I do understand how people didn't get it. Um, that's their problem. Man. And so, I think, I can't find it right now, but... She, uh, Tina Knowles, her mom, spoke on that also and how um, I think Tina said that that to Beyonce that people, she was afraid that people weren't going to get it and Beyonce was pretty much like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I really don't care. And I respect that so much about her. I mean, this woman's saying lift every voice and sing at Coachella. Like, what? What? 
Like that and that that in and of itself. She played a clip of Malcolm X from from the Lemonade uh 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 video movie whatever talking about how black women are unappreciated and disrespected and it was really just like everything that is and encompasses black culture and i i i was just in awe like i didn't react to the to the performance the way i thought i thought i was gonna be like dancing and hype and i literally was like in a trance like i just was like she is like the greatest living entertainer period hands down like bar none and she continues to prove herself and show herself and the older she's getting and the more um years she's putting into this business she really is doing what she wants to do and really doing things that she's proud of and it made me proud of her and apparently everybody else agreed and the crazy thing is the ra- the rave reviews the next day that it got it was so crazy to see because of course when you're there it's a different That's perspective yeah, like, than what? what you see on TV and watching it back i didn't finish watching everything but watching it back on TV it was like yo she she put in work I, it was like, just weird man cuz i mean like honestly like like i said we're on west coast time so she ain't wrapped up to like 1:32 o'clock like you know what I'm saying on the on the West Coast, which was like four. She, she closed between four and five a.m. So, like I'm like, all right, so we're leaving. I'm on the shuttle back. I'm like on Instagram and shit on social media. Motherfuckers are still are posting about it like five or six in the morning East Coast time. So they're talking about how My amazing it was, girl, and I didn't. Nandi texted me and she was like, "Are you still alive right now?" And I'm like, are, why, "You're up right now." Everybody was watching from their. Let home. me tell you something, Amber. How she was locked in. So we're there, and I'm like, "Bro, I gotta go sit down for a minute." My back was hurting. I was like, "I had to go take a seat like somewhere." I went and sat down for like ten minutes, and I came back. Man, I had to do that a couple times, and she ain't Amber didn't move so. Um, it was an amazing performance. Like I said, I was lucky to be there. I mean, I know it's like the whole world watched it. And I don't think me and Amber really understand the full um, impact that it's had. You know what I mean? It's kind of it gives like, me chills. It, you know, what I mean? you so, know, I we're listen. Like a lot of our greats are gone. Like Michael's gone, Prince is gone. Like these are people, unfortunately, like I never got to see. Like my siblings, my mom have seen Prince. Fortunately for them, these a lot of like great performers. I missed seeing, you know, and we were young at the time that they were in their prime. So to see that and honestly, what I also feel is one of the few last true performers, period, not just the greatest, but there's not a lot of people who put that much time and energy and effort into a stage show like that anymore. And it's kind of sad, almost. <coughs> like, I'm hoping that somebody comes after her. Not that Beyonce, by any means. Because she's the not. only person that, honestly, right. outside of the pop acts, like your, your Taylor Swift's and your, like, your One Directions and shit, no one does arena tours and, like, stadium tours. Like, she's, yeah. the, you know I mean, she's the only, like, black entertainer that does stadium tours. Everybody else does the festival route or they're doing these small little venues where it's just a stage and they have a couple screens behind them where they show some, like, clip art graphics or some shit. You know what I mean? So, shout out to Beyonce. We go on all day about it. So, I don't want to. I really could. I'm just, like, in awe. Yes, shout out to Beyonce. She is the queen. We've literally, not just me, Mike, or everybody has watched this movie <coughs> for for 20 years. All right, man. You know? So, it's amazing. All right, that's enough. That's enough. I had enough. I love you, Beyonce. It's enough. All right. Um. So, outside of Beyonce, that was our Saturday night. So Sunday was cool, man. Sunday, Sunday was um, cool. Sunday's always sad. Sunday's it's all the right, last man. Day. I was ready to go. Really? No, I wasn't ready to go. 
I I didn't want to leave Coachella. I I felt like I was hold ready on, let me, to hold go. On, hold up, hold up. Let me say this, man. I don't give a fuck. Go if you go to Coachella, make sure the people you go with all have the same energy and same vibes. Otherwise, you're gonna have a terrible experience. I had an amazing experience. Um, don't go with large groups, extra large groups. Um, make sure you have a group, but only have enough people in your group to where everybody can be on the same wavelength, the same everything. It'll fuck your whole weekend up. I promise you. It really um, will. Thank God for our yeah, group so, and for sure. our friends. We love you guys. It was it was great. Um, yeah. So Sunday, I, I, since you went on your Beyonce rant, uh, mm-hmm. rant, Sunday was who we see on Sunday. First person we saw was Cardi B, which was amazing. I ain't gonna lie. I know you guys heard me on this podcast. Give her a hard time. So seeing her in person, um, and we'll get into her album and all that shit. So seeing her alive and she was pregnant. Her personality bubbles to the surface as the same crazy person she is on Instagram in her live performance. She's fucking 12 months pregnant, it seems like. She's big as shit. She's like, like we're, I'm sitting there watching her like in the crowd. Like I have a clear view. I'm like, yo, this chick is twerking and like wilding out. And I was entertained by it. And her set was dope. She brought out a lot of people. Um, so shout out to Cardi. It was an amazing set. Um, her breath control. I was, I, I was like, honestly, I, was I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I, was I ain't gonna lie. Man. I thought she I was, was not gonna move around a lot, and I didn't think she was necessarily gonna be like breathing heavy or anything dramatic. But the way she rapped, she it's like this lady's not pregnant. Yeah, she. I was a little out, worried for her, yeah. uh, her fetus. But that. um, yeah. So Cardi was great. We then we went to go see um, French, right? Yes, we saw French. So they overlapped. So. Overlap with being French and being a nigga, he was late, of course, so we were good. I think he did that on purpose. He knew. <laughs> yeah, he had to do that on purpose. So French was cool. Um, then right after French, we went to go see Black. Um, well, from what we saw, we had a good set. You know, we were just moving around. From Black, we went to go see Miguel. That I would say Sunday's the most. It was music most musically consumed. consumed. Like, yeah, we it was crazy. Went to stage to stage, stage we were to really stage. Very good music. Very good Sunday. music, and then we went to the Migos set, and they Migos they were performing at the Sahara set, stage, which was like a new stage that had like a. Um, it was just a new setup, and these like I guess they were having technical difficulties for like the first twenty minutes. So like, I could tell something was wrong because the DJ kept trying to like play the same songs over and over again. 20, 30 minutes later, these niggas finally come out. Um, love the Migos, but they're, I mean, their their live show is really, is, you know. It leaves something to be desired. It leaves something to be desired, you know, to, honestly. Like, I mean, they're great. I love their music, but live, I mean. I was I, disappointed. Yeah, you know, it was what it was. Like, honestly, <laughs> it was just like we were just dancing because we liked the music, not because of their, their, their stage presence. So nothing against them, but it is what it is, you know. Um, I'm a consumer, so I can't just like everything I fucking purchase. Um, From the Migos, they were at like 9 o'clock. So the headliner for Sunday was Eminem. Um... Yeah, so that was Coachella for the for. (laughs) Come on, man. Nah, I mean we love Eminem. Nah, bro, I like M, but it's like I like fucking. I I mean, no, no, I ain't gonna say pizza. It's kind of like um, man, I had a good analogy for Eminem, man. Anyway, it's like I like Carmelo Anthony, right? I like Melo, man. I used to like how he's, he gets buckets. I know what he can do, but Melo needs to wrap this shit up, bro. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of get, yeah, like, yeah, he can still get buckets, but it's just like, yeah, we're, we like a different kind of small forward nowadays, Melo, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and man, like, we walked through his set on the way to VIP so we could leave. Uh, we stayed for about 15, 20 minutes. 
My, nah, it was longer. My ass went lost. to the bathroom. Um, I was smoking too many cigarettes, and I guess I got lost, kind of. And I, <laughs> yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. Um, I had a rough Sunday night. I was drinking a little bit. Um, I'll be honest. I love how you're saying cigarettes. Is that for your mom? Mom, I smoked. I was smoking heavy weed, mom. You already know what it was. All right, so newsflash. I did that. Um, <laughs> oh, you're crazy. Hey. Yes, hopefully my kids aren't listening. Um, right. but, um, <laughs> I know, they just get on. No, I ain't gonna lie. So let me phone. tell you, so I'll tell you this real quick tidbit about me. So I had a good time Sunday, man. I was I was on my level. I was chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? So we get to the VIP. The groups were at the bar. I'm like, give me a vodka and spray. I'm about to walk to the bathroom. Did this shit about 20 times the whole weekend. Same journey, everything. I go to the bathroom, come back. I'm standing by a bar. I don't see my group. I'm walking around like, what the fuck, man? These niggas left me like 20 minutes. I'm getting mad. Then I get nervous. Then I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Then I look over to my left and I'm like, wait a minute. Is there another bar over there? So I see the other bar over there and I walk over there and, you know, it was my bad. The whole group left. Whatever. I fucked the vibes up. But anyway, Eminem, he was cool. It was nostalgia to see him at 50. That was it, man. Um, yeah. Cool. That was it, man. Then that was Coachella for us. Um yeah, so... Oh, if, when you're leaving Coachella, just know, Monday morning, not the best time to leave. We definitely missed our flight. Definitely knew we were going to miss it at a certain point, so I had to call and get on the next one out. Happened to a couple of people I know, too. You know what the so worst thing in the world is, That cause? traffic is no joke. Well, when the worst thing in the world is whenever you actually leave on time to work or something and you're still late... No, that's we like were the like worst extra shit ever. Extra on time, like that's we trash. had to be out that house by ten a.m. No matter how we felt or how finished we were from the weekend, we were out of the house at ten o'clock. Mm. It is a two and a half hour drive to LAX. Mm. We did not get there for like almost <coughs> four, what is it, four and a half hours? Five hours. That was crazy. So yeah, just be mindful of that. Um, otherwise, it was great. It was so sad to leave. Um, if you're thinking about going to Coachella, I say do it. Us. Why not? Like, yo, holla at us. Let us know if you if, like. Get, ask us what you think. I mean, we we're kind of like veterans at this point, so it's like we can provide you like details on what you should or shouldn't do and where you, you should stay. Should at. go. We should all stay in the same neighborhood. Turn up house party. House party, like for real. I don't know who's headlining next year. We never know. Don't come um, out there and no bullshit either. If if we if we <laughs> fuck with you and you we say come to Coachella, you come out there complaining about us this and that. I swear hot. to God, it's a wrap for it's you. Don't dry. even you get cut off. We'll be, we'll be friends afterwards, but I ain't done. I ain't fucking with you. I'm telling you that. Um, that's my that's my little oasis for the year. I get to do what I want. It's my hedonism, you know. What I mean, I run around naked. I no, do wild you don't. Out. Stop it. Um, but to piggyback off of Sunday with Cardi, so Cardi's album came out a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, we we, we must, again we've been away for a while, so a lot of things that we're gonna be covering is just things you haven't heard us talk about, even though it's been out for a while. And Cardi's album, we definitely have to touch on. Um, yeah, so, so I, I mean, Cardi's album, man. Like I said, and those that may follow me on Instagram, my I for the past. I guess since our podcast began, you know, I got to tell, I'll be honest, like, everybody's like, you hate Cardi. I said, I never hated Cardi. I, I like, she's funny as hell to me. She has to drop a project in order for me to even, like, talk about how dope she is <coughs> or how cool she is or whatever. 
She finally dropped the project. And the project to me is impressive. I like it. It's an easy listen. I didn't like really skip through it or that shit. Like I actually gave it an honest listen and it was smooth. I like it. Um, I don't have any really big critiques of it. Um, she got good features. So Atlantic did a good job of curating her album and getting the right features on there for her to get those future singles. The Chance track, the Scissor track. Um, the Kalani track. These are all singles that I see popping up over the next few months, right before the summertime. So shout out to Cardi. Great album. Um, I'll let you talk about that. And then. Yeah. So you know, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Cardi's album is a really easy listen. Um, I listened to it. I guess it dropped right before we left. No, the week before we left, I guess. It dropped the Friday before we left. Yeah, so I listened to it, like, real early in the morning. It was a great listen. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of, like, bangers, like, Big and Head, of course. Um, and then there's, oh. like, a lot of, like, pop, you know, like, radio-friendly songs, I'd say, like the Kalani Ring, um, SZA, I Do. So I, I really enjoyed the album. I agree with you Atlantic really curated like a really like my goodness if you could put the things we'd be asking for don't put too many songs on an album you know she did a good job they really like created like a great body of work I don't believe that they did everything I pretty much said I needed y'all to do in order for me to be happy yes and they did and I I respect that so I don't have no complaints and um, shout out you know, shout out to her team. Shout out to who styles Cardi, who writes for Cardi. It's literally like you're using this person, like a muse or whatever, and you're like giving them the best of everything. And she's working with it, and she's delivering what they're trying to put out. So I just hope, I, I hope it's over a different... time though she can like I hope over time she can mesh into herself so that she doesn't always have to lean on like other writers or stylists so that she can have her eventually over time she'll have her own style to where she like actually drops an album where it's just her writing like some kind of like you know what I'm saying she develops Ooh, her own that's an interesting topic which is it happens with all artists over time though so mu- it, but there's not a lot of rappers who okay I won't say that because I don't have no statistics but traditionally what we know rap to be there's not a lot of rappers who don't write for themselves, so it'd be interesting to see Cardi actually take the pen. And this is all like we don't know, but in my mind, Cardi has not written anything on that album, you know. So no, I, it doesn't matter. And she's not would, a lyricist to me, so I don't care. If you're not like honestly, if you're just making records, then you only it's like you don't have to be. I think we've given so much leeway. Like in but, the last five years, no, but <laughs> like nobody, it'd be like blasphemy. Yeah, but we cha- the game's changed. But like we um we were listening to Joe's podcast and they were talking about Rhapsody and how they could consider like lyricists to where they don't compare her and like Jean Grey to like Nicki and Cardi. Nicki and Cardi like they're like pop that. artists, right? So like when I look at them, their bars aren't really like sitting with me overnight. Like yo, you heard what so and so said. If it was another artist that was just strictly a lyricist, that we look at them as lyricists, that's where I judge who's writing your lyrics and shit. Mm-hmm. All these other pop pop niggas that make just songs and singles, I don't really care who writes their music. It's interesting, though. And, yeah, you mentioned Joe's podcast. Shout out to Joe, the Joe Bonham podcast. Um, we listen. We enjoy it a lot. And um, that is interesting, though, because I feel like Nicki wants to be in the Jean Grey and Rhapsody 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's always trying to tell us, like, I, I spit and I write my rhymes and I, you know, this, this. Are this, we talking so. about Nikki now? Because I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're talking about Nikki. All right. So, shout out to Cardi. Um, You know, Cardi. Oh, yeah. You know, Cardi announced she was pregnant. We yeah, know she's we pregnant knew that. Now. Like, we already knew all that shit. We love you, Cardi. Congrats, Cardi, on your album your success. Life. Live enjoy your, your pregnancy. Life. Um, so, on to Nikki. On to Nikki. Um, <laughs> yo, I said, <laughs> like, a month ago. I ain't, see my throat already starting to hurt because I ain't. This is the most I've talked in like three weeks. So I said like two weeks ago, I said Nikki, man, you're the, you're the man. You don't got to do nothing, right? You can just chill. You mm-hmm. ain't got to say nothing. Just relax. Don't say nothing, right? It's better. You ain't got to respond. So we're in Cali. Am's like, hey man, you heard you saw Nikki's gonna drop something on Thursday. I'm like, why? Okay, is it an album? No, it looks like some singles or something. I'm like, in an interview, I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, all right. Like, the okay. rollout. I'm like, you got to roll out. I'm like, okay. Now, that's a red flag to me because I'm like, why are you trying to do something now when Cardi just dropped something? Yes. Why are you trying to even, like, we just talked about you showing, like, like, you're, sh- like you're showing that you're bothered. Don't, don't even do nothing. Let Cardi fucking ride out. You come in the middle of the summer, whatever. Bam. So, the singles come out. We're listening to the interview. I'm driving. I'm getting mad. I'm getting hot because it's hot. She's, t- like, she's... Nikki, man. Nikki, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You have to say nothing. Your singles aren't all that. Like, I bop my head to them. They're cool, you know what I mean? Like, they're not trash. But it's just like, why are you doing a roll-off for two fucking singles? Why are you doing a Zane Lowe interview to tell us you're back or to tell us this is what's going on? You're What you're doing, you're showing the signs of a person that seems like they're rattled a little bit. Cardi got you rattled. And honestly, to be honest with you, Cardi's looking better than you right now, Nikki Minaj. Hey, honestly, everything I said, everything, everything I said three weeks ago about you being a queen, you don't act like a fucking queen, dog. You don't act like one. You're not moving like a boss, dog. You're moving like a person that feels like threatened. Honestly, and your singles weren't all that. We don't care about your, you know. I mean, first off, you went off of Twitter and Instagram for a minute. You know what I mean? How you had to get away from the BS and the negativity. Cool, respect that. You hop right back on over the past week, and you're going at fans, and you're talking all this like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, wow. shut up. Yeah, you want it on Nikki. Yeah, yeah man. Expect- Honestly, because I'm annoyed with Nikki, and I expected better from her, and, I know you and I'm disappointed. Love Nikki. I'm disappointed. Well, that that was my sentiment from you're the beginning, and I'm a Nikki fan, so like, I, that was my sentiment, you know, weeks ago when we talked about that, and I just felt like a. You removed yourself from social media. So when you come back, don't come back on no bullshit. Like, come back really, like, spitting. Come back really. Which I feel like she tried with Chun-Li and Barbie Tings to bring that, like, New York sound back. But I feel like just drop the song then. Just, just drop, drop the, the song. fucking songs, the bro. Dra- the dramatic, like, interview. First of all, if you're going to do the interview, don't do it with Zane Love. Like, he... I feel like that interview was, like done before or like the questions you know what I mean she went through the questions because there were points in the interview where Nikki was like I'm gonna say it, like fake about to reveal some stuff or get deep and then Zane would cut her off and I don't feel like that, that I felt like bullshit, that was I wasted my time and I just feel like 
you know, she she baked up a lot of the women who um, look up to her in the industry, which I thought was dope. But everybody's concerned about the Cardi thing. Like, we like, you know, I, everybody has their eyes on other people. You know, there's Asian Doll, there's Malibu Mitch. We understand that there's other female artists. Of course they Bruh, love you. Of course they you. look up to you. But the one that's, like, hot right now is the one people want to know about. And, you know, Nikki went into this thing about... Quavo and, and Migos and the motorsport story and you can listen to it but to me to just put things to bed yo shout out to Cardi let's dead the like let's dead the nonsense like we we can all you know um we can all exist and the, the irony with the Nikki thing is that she came in on some bullshit with Kim when she came can in I, and, I was about and to say that's that. what blows it's like Nikki like literally is like like in her own head like she doesn't like how do you not see the correlation between how you came in the game kim is a legend well, that's why i want to interject because the same thing that's happening to nikki right now is happening to what happened to little kim when nikki came in the game and of course it's different scenarios and they have different kinds of beef going on but it's the same in with the old out I me mean, out with the old in with the new and the way people can relate to cardi b the way she doesn't try to seem so above people and seem like she's better than there's not one chick where i've heard cardi come out and try to come at like new rap like female rapper any of that shit everybody fucks with her nikki's attitude since she came in the game once she came in the game and she got the little wayne co-sign and the drake co-sign all that shit she pretty much had this like uppity attitude like i'm better than even though you are you have a right to feel that no, way. Nikki's a great. You're she's great. great. But whenever you build your put yourself on a pedestal, eventually you're gonna to have to face the people that you passed. Eventually you're gonna to have to deal with the people you fucking climbed over and pretty much kind of shitted on. Now you're starting to feel the effects of that, Nikki. And honestly, you there's a way you can handle it, but the way you're handling it is really gonna backfire. Fuck your whole career. Everybody that's that so everybody crazy. that's fucked with you is succeeding. Safari is succeeding. Um, who else fucked with Nikki that's succeeding? Like, Mill's not succeeding. Well, Meek Mill, no, but he is though. Behind, behind him. him, the whole and everybody's behind him. That was interesting. Him. What she talked about on the interview too, and I felt like that was very interesting. That you know, because there's people taking very strong positions, and I've said this off the air, um, but I, I don't until I do my research. I'm not going to sit there and like ride anybody's wave. But Colin Kaepernick is a person whose opinion. I respect like I think he's a very very intelligent brother and he he's really behind Meek Jay's behind Meek Beyonce's yelling free Meek on records like the people like big people are really behind this dude and when Nikki was asked about it you know she I'm gonna save it for the documentary like come on like what are you talking about the only thing I'm gonna say is that Everything I asked the judge to do, she, she did. did. And I'm not, saying some shit that, like that, I'm not saying that Nikki's right or wrong or lying or whatever. That could be her truth. But it sounds funny, style. Like when you sound like a hater. Everybody's talking about how this judge is discriminant and da 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 da. And it's like she made a point to say that. And I, th- I just found that interesting. And I'll say this I on the meat thing. Mean, and I mean, because I have my own opinion about the meat thing. People need to like understand the whole free meat thing isn't really about free and meat. It's more about. Free justice. and the justice and how it is. So, my opinions on Meek's situation, his situation itself is, nigga, if a judge tells you you have to do something, whether it's fucked up how you got in that position or not, just don't do something to jeopardize that. That's my opinion on that. Whether it's fucked up or not, that's whatever. But overall, the whole shit is fucked up how black men are being incarcerated and being put on probation for years for dumbass, pay- like shit like that. I'm all about. Um, Nikki, 
in a nutshell, you're losing it. You're losing it. And then she was crying. Bro, she wasn't because crying. Because her feelings were like, My wrath has turned from Cardi Nikki. I, I went on this hiatus, and for some, and like something happened to me. Like Cardi, <laughs> like just, I, I don't know. It switched up. Cardi did everything that Nikki should have been doing to me. Because Cardi's relatable. Like she at the is, end of the man. day, Cardi, and we've talked about it. Nikki. Do I think they need to be putting Cardi on Jimmy Fallon? No. No, like, they gotta stop doing that, that shit too. Really bro. Uncomfortable. Honestly, it's clear that Car- that's not Cardi. Can I speak on that? Yeah. I want to say this. You know, Cardi B is fun, entertaining. Her personality, like everybody, fucks with it. Um, now it's time to talk about the race shit. Sorry. White people, um, but y'all, the media and her people gotta stop putting Cardi B out there um, as a caricature. Like pretty much, she's turning into just a funny joke. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool and it gets ratings, but like I'm tired of seeing her on late night TV, all these talk shows, talking mad ignorant and and stupid, so that the middle America thinks this is how um, our people really are. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just fucking tap dancers, just funny people. And that's not the case. And I, I mean, she is a funny person, but I think, you know, she got to start doing real interviews. Honestly, and stop talking so ignorant. Like, you know, that's just my there's opinion. There's even a difference between the funny video she put on Instagram. She talks like we understand, so it's funny to us. But it's then they funny, start bro. putting it on late night TV, and it doesn't translate. It's very awkward, and I don't like it. And I feel like we can Cardi's like yeah. one of those people who's just like protect Cardi at all costs. Like, yeah, don't like that's put her hard. out Let's there. Do looking, that. That's mine. Yeah, like don't put her out here looking stupid and stuff like that. Because I I feel like it's from a sinister place. Like it is. It's like it's like. It's pretty much the equivalent of like having a homie that's always doing some dumb shit, and I, we talk shit on him and fuck with him and joke with him. But we go out, other niggas are doing that shit. Nah, bro, that's like you don't you don't get to do that. Like, yeah. like we can't have you doing that. Like fuck yeah, that. So, that's my man's. You know what I mean? So, but back to Cardi and Nikki. Cardi has just come across as she even put a tweet out or a, sorry, an Instagram post out today, like. Um, she loves SZA so much. SZA came out Ooh. during weekend two, and how um, she's like she's. She's um, just like you and I, like just right. Re- you know, like Cardi's like the regular girl. She like always. She says she's a regular, regular, regular girl from the Bronx, and she really has kept that consistently. And to be somebody who's not like Nicki and hasn't gotten into beef with people, to be like a street chick, because she's a street chick. Cardi's more from the Nikki street. street. Cardi chick, literally man. came from the street. She probably fight somebody at any time. That's why I think it's like Cardi. And she's, she's wild, but she's bro. not like fighting anybody in the industry she's not being she's like being extremely humble and happy (coughs) and um sometimes when you have this like entitled way even if you deserve it even if you are talented it rubs people the wrong way and nikki the car let me tell you let me be real with you nikki and i'm gonna get off the subject right now like even though you're better than cardi b as a lyricist even though you have your accolades and all that shit how this world works and how america works is that we like to cater to sim- sad, not sad stories, but like to like the wholesome type person. That's what America does, right? And we it's like to turn to and we like to turn. To we like to turn our heroes into villains. You need to realize that, right? It would be wise for you to take a step back and just show genuine love because you're not going to lose anything by showing love to somebody that's on the come up. You don't see Hove talking shit on young niggas. Talking about, I don't know, whatever, or being petty. I was like, yo, they inspired me. Blah, 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 blah. Be the same way, Nikki. 
Honestly. And to to piggyback off of what you just said before we get off this topic, you brought up genuine love. That's the exact term that Nikki used in an interview. And she's like, so-and-so showed me genuine love. And I felt like Cardi until whatever she said, the last interview Cardi did before Nikki did her interview. Until then, uh, Cardi didn't show me genuine love. And I just feel like it's not that deep. Like, you got to understand, this is a girl coming off coming out from the Bronx probably mad people in her ear she I don't think why would she and she said it before like I showed Nikki love like I sang lyrics to her song before just when I was like on IG like so why would I have any disdain for her or hate towards her (coughs) I think it's like kind of whack to like use that and like drag Cardi when y'all could have had a easily had a private conversation and she put Quavo on front street and she was partying with Quavo. him. Like you're talking she about She was Quavo partying with him the same weekend. Yeah, I don't care. So about how that. do you keep maintain like this? I don't like static with Cardi. That's what. That's why I don't like. Let me it's tell you like, something, bro. Let me tell you something. I'm not going this long without ta- uh, doing a podcast again because the amount of just pop culture bullshit that we're talking about today that we have to talk about. I'm literally, honestly, going to go in the bathroom and probably drink some shampoo or something. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I can't take it. All right, let's get off of Cardi. My shirt's Nikki. off, by the way. Uh, while uh, we were on hiatus, oh brother, no, uh, we, we ain't go. gonna talk too much about the single, but more about album anticipations coming up this spring and summer. So Drake dropped "Nice for What" the video and song um, a couple weeks ago. Big banger, big hit, great video. I think everybody loves it. There's not too much to get into there. Um, but he has a new album coming out called Scorpion. It's going to be great. It's going to have you a ton of so? singles. I mean, it's I fucking Drake, bro. But I feel like the body, the bodies of work that Drake has put out the past couple. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be a Drake album. He needs though. to Tell drop Drake something album. great. Listen, he came out with one dance on that last. <laughs> excuse me. The last album was one dance was the main single. That and controller, yeah. Right, so I mean, those were two banging singles that like pretty much like drove that album. He'll come out with an album. It'll have like thirty-seven songs on it. He'll have the British niggas rapping on it. There's a bunch of weird that, shit, though. man. Like, I come want, on, man. Uh, take care. Like, I want an out a body of work from Drake. He's capable of it. That's what I'd be meaning. See, here's the difference between Drake and like other artists. Drake makes music that seems like to cater to his fans. But he doesn't understand his fans want what his fans really want. Like substance. Like you, you know, know other artists. Singles. He's not like an artist that like evolves and makes like off the wall type music. You know what I mean? So like, he is always catering to what his fans are like. So for him not to even understand that niggas want to hear take care and that kind of vibe is like kind of weird. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'll listen to it. Whatever. I'll probably like it because that's how Drake does. He's a fucking master marketer. Um, yeah. Yeezy's coming out with an album, huh. so to speak. Yo. <sighs> uh, I can't do it, yo. Yeah, I don't think I have, tell you. Do we have the brain capacity to get into Kanye? Kanye's my father, right? I love Kanye. <laughs> That's my dad. Everybody knows it. Gemini's. Um, I love everything together. he does, man. But like, you know, he came out tweeting a couple like last week or whatever, and Am was like, "Yeah, man, you saw your boy Ye's tweet, and it's all positive." I said, "Yeah, I know." Just wait for the other fucking shoe to drop. And what happens is shoe drops yesterday where he's talking about he supports that damn conservative black chick. And she's like, and he's talking to Ebro. Ebro, I don't know if you saw that today. No. Ebro was talking about how he talked to Kanye or some shit. And Kanye kept reaffirming how he loves Trump. How he loves Donald Trump. Shut up. Yes. He's like, he's like wilding oh, out. Oh, Kanye's a dub. 
So we say that, but then he'll come out six months from now and do the same but shit. But it's been like he he has the Nicki effect to me, where Kanye went away for a long time. So when people like depart from like the media or the public eye, you're hoping they're working on themselves, they're like continuing to grow, and to see that nothing has changed or probably has gotten worse, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I am I I've been a Kanye fan for a long time, and this don't even at this point have anything to do with his wife or that family. It's just like. He's lost. He's, He's a lost, lost cause. Ever since his mom Oh, here away. we fucking no. go. No, I'm not going to accept that anymore. I don't care. Look, listen. God bless Donda West. I'm not talking about his mother passing. I can understand how that would affect any person that lost a loved one, let alone their mother and their best friend. Not saying anything about that. But we cannot continue to use that as a reason oh, for no, this. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This nigga, every time he does some crazy shit... People are like, yeah, well, you know, he's still getting over his mom's death. No, nigga. When he did something positive, we don't be like, yeah, you know, his mom inspired. No. <laughs> nigga, you're a grown fucking man. Like, stop doing this shit. Yeah. I. But, Dad, I love you. So, you know. Do you I, pray for him? Pray for him. No, all right. Here we go with the prayer shit. Pray. I think I told you. Niggas say we're going to pray. We don't pray. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, not praying for Kanye. I pray for my loved ones and my family and my kids. He is. <laughs> Kanye. Alright, I'm going to say this. Fuck him. Being a very proud black woman, Ugh. Kanye is... I just feel like, Kanye, you're a dub. Like, but being a creative, his mind is like... Unreal. He's a fucking schizophrenic. I could work with Kanye and like talk to him, I would I just like... Want to. Want to have? I w- I don't want to talk to him about politics or nothing. I just want to see like how his brain works in terms of creation. I want, I want the finished human result. being. And you know what's so funny? So funny. What's so funny, Ellen? <laughs> I was quoting Kanye there. You didn't catch it. Oh, you got me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that funny? But um, what's so funny is that he tweeted. He keeps tweeting his, fuck, his Yeezys and blah, blah, blah. And Go all these. Yourself. And somebody tweeted. They're like, I think... They're like, I'm convinced Kanye's conducting a social experiment showing the power of influence and like how power can influence people and how you can literally put anything out there and people do. I was like, I'm, I was thinking, I would love if Kanye was actually doing that. We know he's not. He's actually selling this shit. Yeah, he'd be doing a social experiment and then like he would like do some fuck shit where he like, I don't know, man. I'm, listen, Kanye, just make music. Y'all, hey, make your Yeezys, make your fucking clothes, and leave me alone. Honestly, don't you ruin Cuddy, man. You got Cuddy fucked up, but Cuddy's my guy. Like, I don't like how you got Cuddy all depressed. Um, I will say this <sighs> with Kanye. Tiana Taylor? Yeah, you, you listen. All right, now I'm starting. Somebody now I'm ready. Like, Hold up. No, I got something to say. So Kanye tweeted, all these albums coming out. So you got his album, him and Cuddy's album, Pusha T's album, Tiana Taylor's album, Nas's album. Right? Cool. Tiana Taylor, bro, listen, we get it, we like you, you can dance, you're very talented, but unless you start doing some fucking marketing for your music, like, people really aren't going to give a fuck about your album. Your last album was pretty good. It I liked really it. Was it was crazy. good. Hold up. But for people to be like, yo, she's so dope. All right, my nigga, let's do a dope album and like, let you be one of these pop stars. You have all the makers to be a big star. Why aren't you a star? Why aren't you a star? I wonder, though. With you're really oh I get it because you're married to Iman, my bad. Nah, he's a bum ass hooper. <laughs> he's a bum. Nah, I love Tiana and Iman, but I and Juni. But I will say that um 
It's not even that though. It's not. It's been before Iman. I think. I, I want to say that. I will say this. I ain't gonna lie. I think Kanye has a lot to do with it. And if I'm Tiana and I'm working with a genius like that, do Man, I risk? But but she's with Pharrell. Yeah, I was gonna say, but she was. With, she's worked with two geniuses now. Pharrell's a genius. Like listen. she's she's had the opportunity to be working with some. If, very, if you had the option, I'm working with Pharrell ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Period. Period. I love Kanye way more than Pharrell. But if I'm if I'm an artist and I want to work she with somebody and be popping, nigga, I'm working for real. Happy under Star Trek. Yeah, she was too young. If if Tiana could do this now with Pharrell, it would make all the difference. But she was young at the time. I gotta say and something. Kanye, Kanye is like, I'm gonna use you to be in my music video. But what about pushing her music or like? I'm not a listen. Her? I love. I, love, I think Tiana Taylor is dope. But <coughs> y'all niggas, um. What's She's, going on at Good Music over there, bro? Hey, I got something to say, all right? This might, I might lose some friends over this. I told you this the other day, right? I might lose a lot of people. They might say, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Pusha T, right? Oh, God. Listen, I love Pusha T. I love him. I think he's a great rapper. All y'all dope boys... And all y'all street niggas, stop saying Pusha T's like the fucking ain't like the, the fucking goat. He's not the goat, bro. He's not a top five lyricist. He might be your top five favorite rapper. He might be one of my top five favorite rappers. But he's not a top five lyricist and one of the best rappers in the game. He's forty fucking two years old. It's and he, really? He gotta be in his forties, right? You just listen, made a listen, 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 listen. And he's talented as fuck. So for him not to evolve from coke music and talking about keys and shit all the time, again, I like listening to it, but certain artists I put on a certain pedestal and I expect better from them, I would expect him to evolve into a different rapper. Now, all y'all that listen to this and say I'm bugging, go fuck yourself. I don't care. But this is my opinion. I will listen. Don't call me saying I don't like Pusha T or I'm talking shit on. I'm just being honest about my assessment of him. I think he should be. Bro, yes, niggas be. Listen, man. There's a lot of niggas on Instagram that are 40 plus living in this dope boy fantasy. Sorry, I said it. Sue me. Yeah, sue me. Um, That was my rant. Also, are we cool on Kanye? Whatever, because I got something to say about. I don't want to hog this podcast. I am good on Kanye. I will let whatever part. We forgot it. something. What did we forget? J. Cole. Oh, okay. So you thought I had some issues with Pusha T, right? So, oh, God. All right. Here's my thing with J. Cole, right? So J. Cole is listening to his new album. All right. Yeah. Like, rewind. J. Cole dropped oh, a fuck. project. Y'all got he me bothered had, today, man. I see. Um, J. Cole dropped the project. He kind of teased it He's on looking. Twitter. Um, had mm. a event in New York where he had just like it was no media, no press, no none of that. Just like first come first serve <coughs> like event. And uh, I guess a day after that, a couple of days after that, he dropped his project. Seeing a lot of feedback on Twitter. Uh, you could go ahead, Mike, and give no. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How, what is your opinions on J. Cole? Okay. For me, I never really was... Like, you're honest? I want your honest yeah, opinion Yeah, okay. I'll tell you how I feel about J. Cole. You know me. The mm-hmm. listeners, I think, have listened enough and know my 
personal take on on hip hop and music. Like I like lyrics. I like like I like hip hop. Like I'm a fan, a student of hip hop. Um, J Cole for some reason he fits the bill, right? Like he his content, his lyrics fits the bill of like the average like I love hip hop listener. Right. But for some reason. Like most of the cold stuff never hit with me. Friday Night Lights, Friday I like. Um, outside of that, like <coughs> there's certain songs I like, but I never felt about cold like how I feel about Kendrick. I think it's just a tasting for me. Um, the when I really was intrigued by J Cole, um, <coughs> my brother went to Hunter College and he worked um, in student government, and I got to see J Cole in concert. And he had a that protest was, or something for students. No, nah, that was just like actually the first time I was like, in, like he actually had a great performance, and I really, really enjoyed it. But and even after that, it never really clicked for me. I've never been checking for J Cole's music. Um, I feel like J Cole has the issue that some argue like Nas had, um, some other rappers had, where like the beats are miss, the content is great. The setup of the song is a miss. And this is not no shade to Nas at all. Like, Nas is a great, he's a great rapper. But a lot of people will say, in terms of mainstream popularity, those were some of the things that Nas (coughs) missed. Um, And J. Cole is no Nas. Yeah. At that. Right. So, he's just always been, like, good, but not... There's something missing. I'll hop in. There's something missing. And for Hove to see something in him... I, like y'all know how I feel about Hove. For, for Hove to see something in him is a big deal to me, and I I don't know what it is. Well, let's let me let me go back. So Friday Night Lights came out, and then the Sideline Story album came out. That was his first album, I think. Cold World, whatever. Sideline, and he tried to make singles and have like. What was right? take me to back? I think to Cole. I think that had like that song with Trey songs. I need that. Was uh, that? And, yeah, Mr. Nice Watch or some shit. Anyway, um, at that time, mind you, Hove signed him, and yeah. I think Hove had a lot of influence on what he wanted him to do, right? So a lot of time we always give Hove credit because it's Hove, right? Hove did this, Hove did that. Hove did a lot of shit that really didn't do well, all right? And we got to ask to be real about it. Like, the Rock Nation roster wasn't that great, you know what I mean? Um, that's a different conversation for another day. Wale was a rock nation, so he had a he had an affinity. It seems like to like certain artists. Cool, whatever. Yes, um, I can see that. So, I guess people that are like real artists, real so speak, artists, right? Right. Which um, J Cole and Wale definitely. J Cole and Wale bill. fit the bill, right? Yeah. Um, J Cole, you bring up the Nas comparison, and I'll, I'll touch on that first. The difference between Nas and J Cole is that they both are cut from a similar cloth, but when you look at Nas. Even though he wasn't having all the hit singles, he he had a certain fucking swagger about him, For a certain sure. fucking like flair that is like, all right, he may not be making singles, but I'm not fucking with that nigga. That's that nigga, right? Yes. Yeah, so like, that's the issue I had. So J Cole's beats, I like some. I like the beats. You know what I'm saying? He makes his own beats. Cool. Here's my issue with J Cole, man, and I'm tired of it. You came out with this album, and it's talk about king of whatever. I don't know what it's KOD stands for. In a nutshell, J. Cole, you're talking about kids doing drugs and oh, addiction. Oh, you said it had three meanings, and I can't remember yeah, what they I got, And I'm going to tell you what my meaning of it is. Um, king of depression, that's what it is. <laughs> so you're talking about kids being hooked on this and, you know, this and this and this and this. 
it's getting kind of old, J. Cole, of this, like, you always pointing out the obvious of what's wrong with society. Like, you, before you were talking about Sally Mae and student loans and shit. Now, then you're talking about how you don't care no more. And it's just like, you know, I'm just going to wear gym shorts and, like, let my hair go and dress like a fucking bum. Because I don't care, right? <laughs> I don't care about none of that shit no more. I only care about the music, man, and the dress and shit, right? So, like me and you discuss, that's a fucking tactic for you to create this persona that you don't give a fuck. So, no mat- no, so now, no matter what you do going forward... You won't be judged or, or criticized about it because people respect you for just not giving a fuck, right? That's one issue I have with him. Um, but back to the issue I have with him about just complaining about kids and drugs and always pointing out these same kind of issues in every fucking song you talk about. It's getting kind of old, bro. Like, when you and Kendrick were first coming on the scene, there was actually an honest debate. Who's a better rapper, J. Cole or Kendrick? My nigga, you are not even in the same fucking, fucking bar for bar. Just strictly freestyling or just no beats and shit, and y'all were just doing that shit. I'll give you a, a fair fight because you can rap, J. Cole. You're fucking like you can really rap, but you really don't grow. You stay in the same fucking box with your bars, you stay in the same box with your cadence and with your flows, so that when I listen to your album, I honestly get depressed. Honestly, I, I, I it makes me depressed listening to your music, bro. And your rabid fans that will say I'm a hater. I'm not a hater. Because when I first started listening to the album, I said, Am, whether I like this album or not, J. Cole was saying he spit he could spit on this album. He's spitting for some sure. shit. That's never a question. But he's not like he don't he just don't do it for me, bro. And I see Kendrick like just growing each album. Growing. This growing, growing, growing as an artist. What? I get tired of niggas that are considered artists that just be lazy with their shit, bro. Well, that well, uh, period, and we're talking about way two totally different artists, uh, Cole and Drake. But you kind of bring up the same topic twice. Where with Kanye, at least, like you, we've mentioned this before with 808s with Jesus, like he's taken a chance and he's grown. A lot of people stick to what seems to have been working for them. For them. And that's where I think you lose a lot of creativity, too. Like, how creative are you getting if you're just putting out what satisfies, like, your fans or what satisfies, like, whoever and not growing as an artist? And so J. Cole can say anything he wants and his fucking fans will be like, love it. So, God nah, bless his bro, fans, his though. Fans but it's just like, let's be real, dog. Like, if, like I told you, I always say, I always say this to you, Amber, and I always say this to everybody. If this was the 90s, J. Cole would be another fucking rapper, bro. He would not be hired by Treats him to be. Kendrick would still be a superstar. Period. J. Cole is another... Mm-hmm. He just happens to be a backpack rapper, kind of, in the in the, the late 2000s. That sounds like That's the truth. right. The backpack rapper. <clears throat> He's just and a nigga that be so on the many... schoolyard rapping. That's who J. Cole is. Yeah. I'm tired of you dressing we're, like a fucking bum, crave, too, man. We're craving... <laughs> We're craving lyricism and real hip hop so much, and I feel like J Cole like checks that box, and so his fans stay loyal. And listen, Depressing. shout out to Cole and what he does because he stays true to himself. I will say that, but he's I do believe Cole's doing what he wants to do, and so I That's have cool. nothing but love and respect for that. It is not for everybody. I'm a consumer though. It's not for everybody. That's all. I'm it's a consumer. If a nigga makes me a steak and it's not cooked all the way, I'm going to complain to the chef. Like, I don't care, like, that he's doing this. is how I make my steaks. And it's, no, nigga, I don't like your steak. Like, that's how I feel about J. Cole. Um, God bless you. Um, yeah, that was it. I don't have much to talk about else in music. Um, no, nah, I think we can wrap up with the music. It's 
Yeah. Um. Ah, there's well, still so much. Like, shout out to Tristan. Um, I don't even. I'm good. If you what Tristan Thompson? Fuck yeah. that nigga, man. Yeah, I'm good. And Chloe, I don't care about them. Yeah. Um, Starbucks controversy. I don't want to get on that because y'all gonna stop. Don't like me anymore because I think that controversy is so overrated and overblown, in my opinion. I um, don't. I don't think that I'm gonna boycott every Starbucks, but I think those. If I got kicked, listen. Personally, if no, I did, per, yeah, yes, I would. And I, I feel would. like they should get everything. Exactly, that they I agree with you. But so, why are y'all telling me to boycott every fucking Starbucks? Oh, so that's what you mean about where it's. Like, listen, yeah, the not, treatment of them black folks are fucked up, right? They have every right, and I had, and if, I feel like it could have happened. Like that's one of the happened. things. Like I really feel like yo, that could have happened to me, and I. But I'm not boycotting boy by Starbucks, bro. I'm not boycotting. Now, Starbucks. I feel like they're really trying to do everything. Y'all niggas be tripping. On the because. corporate level to make that right, if that the, certain Starbucks locations, and it really isn't, I don't think a company wide problem. I know actually people who've worked for Starbucks corporate, like I don't think it's a company wide thing. I we've been to Starbucks. Where is it that we? Right, we went to Starbucks in, in North, Carolina. North Carolina. I remember that, and they were mad weird. They're weird, like they. You know what I mean, I, I feel like that could have happened. Yeah, that could have happened where there. we were. And we, so, luckily, we go like early in the morning when we make that drive. But, yeah, I... There's I, a million Starbucks, though. Yeah. Right? And, like, when you see these isolated incidents, granted, it's fucked up. And I, I agree with the outrage. But y'all got to stop telling us to boycott every location in Starbucks because one general manager at one location treated their patron like a certain way, man. Like, let's take a step back and see if there's a pattern of, like, you know, misconduct going on. Then let's say boycott Starbucks. Y'all are so quick to want to boycott some shit, man. Without like without any plan. Any okay, plan we boycotted it. Results. Like, what are the results that you I boycotted want? Uber. You know what happened? I missed my fucking flight. That's what happened. <laughs> fucking with y'all niggas. I boycotted. Um, what else was there? No, I'm sick of this shit. Listen, this ain't no, a one way street where I criticize other cultures. I'm gonna get on y'all niggas too, man. Cause y'all be getting on my nerves too, man. Real shit. Nah, but the, what happened to those Fuck particular individuals in Philadelphia is outrageous. And let me tell you how sick I would have been if they called the cops on me for just chill. Like, if it was you. Cause I don't think, I do feel like they were nah, black threatening good. men. Yeah. If it was you and that happened, I, oh, I'd be raising hell. I would be raising hell. That I is so left. embarrassing and wrong. Like, shout out to those, shout out to those people in Starbucks though. all the time, weirdos. Like Man, real, listen, you, real. You can definitely weirdos. tell a homeless person at Starbucks. They be chilling. It's that nigga that got like two bags with him and got like a fucking like CD player. And he's just like leaning against the window because <laughs> he's mad tired. Like that's the homeless man. They had time. Oh, what I didn't put on the list that takes me to the. You would know this more than I do because it's sports. Boxer, twin. Jersey location of a gym and they called the police. Did you see that? Yeah, that <laughs> how do you feel about that one? Let me tell y'all something. Let me t- let me tell y'all something real quick, alright? Don't don't cut me off because I'm about to lose my fucking mind tonight. Oh, I'm about God. to eat some sushi when I'm done with this podcast. I'm so What's hungry too. Listen, so here's the thing, man. Alright, I grew up in Western PA. I've experienced racism from time to time. I've seen the KKK, I've seen a bunch of shit, right? So there's certain things that I'd be like, all right, I probably shouldn't go into this location right here, even though I have every constitutional right to go into this establishment. My better judgment is like I shouldn't go in there because I probably not. I'm probably not welcome in there, right? Yeah, like I'm good. Right, I'm good in there. So he may not have known that this gym was going to be racist towards them, but if I go into a place with a bunch of niggas, right? A group of niggas, I go into a white establishment, and they're like, yeah, you smell like weed, we can't let you in. 
granted, I may be like, what the fuck you talking about? I don't. I, I'm just saying, playing devil's advocate. Maybe they didn't smell like weed. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Why can't we come in? Blah, 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 blah. We don't want you here. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to be here anyway. That's me. Like, I'm not going to sit there and make a big fuss about a, going to a place that doesn't want me to be there. Even though I have a right to be there. Like, what's the point of me? Like, I agree with you there. I, but if it was my if my brother was there and I was actually going to link with him and y'all making a scene about me not getting in there, I'd be tight. If there was no brother and he was just, like, trying to go work out, yeah, I'd be like, F you, I'm leaving. Whatever. And I'm going to put on social media how fucked up. Now, if the niggas walked in smelling like weed, do you have the right of a black or white as a business owner? Again, I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate. If you were the business owner and a bunch of niggas walk in your establishment smelling like weed, maybe make a little bit of ruckus. Not disrespecting you or nothing, but just make a little bit of noise and, like, yeah, I want to go in there and see my brother. Like, granted, of course, you, Amber, will be like, you know, well, hold on. Who's your brother? What's going on? You try to be logical about it, but you've lived in New York long enough, kind mm-hmm. of. So you kind of know how niggas be sometimes when they want something no, and they don't I'm get not. treated the right way. How would you like? Did that lady have a right to? I wouldn't have called the police. Okay, she was wild. She was wild. She, she was like so, uh, that. And I've learned something: how police are starting to complain about like this fear yeah, of black yeah, men. Yeah. Like it's getting out of control. <laughs> like it's becoming That's a funny. lot. That's crazy. This whole, like, I'm going to call the cops on you is getting, like, so The cops outrageous. are like, bro. And once the cops come, you can get the one. You might get the ones who are like, are y'all serious? Or you might get the ones who have time. Yeah. Who really want to fuck with you. And the whole calling the cops is so, like, ridiculous and fucked up. That is the equivalent of saying I got a in gun. in a service position like that, like, at a spa, like, at a gym, whatever. I'm not calling the cops. It's not even that deep. Like, how much you get paid, lady, to stand behind that counter? But a lot of them look you know at the cops as like a hired gun. Like, that's going to be yeah. my problem solve right there. That's so lame. Yeah, you know I mean, that's but anyway, so shout out to um, that gym, I guess, for being racist and discriminating against that guy's twin. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just brought that just up. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. No, it was a good point. I just think people got to start using better judgment. And when they go to certain places, like, Honestly, when I, living down south, in, like like I said, living in rural Pennsylvania, I go to certain places I know ain't no niggas around expecting to be treated Bad. like I'm um, a black, like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I already go in anticipating. I, even to this day, when I'm hanging out, I still feel uncomfortable. I go on, I'm, I go on the south side. They don't even let niggas in, in bars on, in Pittsburgh on the south side. But niggas still be trying to go to them bars. Like, I don't understand that shit. They're completely racist, but niggas be in these bars every fucking night. Like, how do people... Like, I mean, it's shit like that, that, like, to me, I, I, I look at it, it? differently. Yeah. Like, why are you... And then, and then they'll be like, you know what, man? Like, they get in a fight or some shit. Then they're like, you know what, man? That place is so racist, man. Don't ever go there. But it's like, come on, bro. Like... You knew that. So that's Prior just how I feel to, overall. Yeah. Just don't go to places that you feel may be racist. Period. Um, um, so, and sad, but... Sad. It's <laughs> just sad news, but heroic news. There was a shooting at Waffle House in Nashville. I'm so sick of it. I don't want to talk about mass shootings or shootings. Or, like, I, everybody's losing their It ain't a mass life. shooting, bro. It's not a mass shoot. It could have been. No, I, it is a mass shooting, but here's my Four thing. Four people died. No, I'm, listen, my job on this podcast is just to be argumentative sometimes. So, no, oh, you're God. right. But I'm going to argue with you, but it's just like... First off, shout out and respect to the families and blessings to those people that passed away. Like, that shit is fucked up. You be at Waffle House at 3 in the morning after the let out, eating a fucking breakfast, and you get shot. That I'd shit is sad. Sick, bro. If I but was at Waffle House, this goes back to what we said to you yesterday. 
We'd be watching the news every night, cuz. And there'd be like a nigga that'll shoot three, kill three people. Random people get killed in Atlanta, right? Not even like gang related. Just three random straight shots go off and three niggas get murdered, right? That's not a mass shooting. That shit ain't on the radar in fucking America. No, it's definitely you know a I mean? different so, kind of type of crime and a different connotation and people receive things that happen in the hood very differently <clears throat> than they happen other places. To if be he was fair, black, though... Well, how do you think it would be if that shooter was a black person? You think it would be different like how we look at this and how the media's covering it? Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Right. Um, but I do feel like when you're in a dining area... No, yeah, like sure. Waffle House, the, the, it, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Just like being at a concert or yeah, being at a school, you're not suspecting it. You saw what happened today in Toronto? No. This fucking guy. <laughs> there was too much shit going on. So today, a guy in Toronto drove his car on the sidewalk and ran over 25 people and killed nine of them. What? And 16 people were injured, seriously injured right now. Like he was like, uh, they say it's a possible terrorist attack. So, so these are I mean, the things that you know we don't like to. We have to talk about. We don't like to talk about them, but we have to talk about them. I'm not going to get into all the gun control and stuff. No. It's happening at such a rapid pace now. It's it's just making me sad, you know. Um, but unfortunately, lives were taken yeah, at man. this Waffle House. Um, very unfortunate. We've been to Waffle House <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, um, chilling. You know chilling, what I'm saying? Bro. So like, that's very scary, you, and it makes you not want to go anywhere anymore, doing anything that's outside of your house. But um, on a, you know, on a heroic <laughs> note, a uh, young man, young black man, 29 <laughs> years old, um, was able to wrestle the the uh, assault yeah, weapon to that dude, man. from. The the assailant and get it out of his hands, throw it. Didn't even use the gun to turn it against him, and the Same guy lives. ran away and saved many, many, many lives, many lives. And I, it, it's just something that like you never know what you're gonna do in the heat of a moment. I'm saving lives, and honestly. Well, I mean, you had that conversation yeah, before, right? Like offline, I, Amber asked me. She's like, if like he was in a school shooting situation or somebody walked in there and like like. You had a chance to try to like you know Same. save the day or like you know what I'm saying. Me personally, if like I'm in a situation where I know lives are going to be harmed, there's like something about me where I want to be able to help people. I love helping people, so I couldn't sit there and be like, okay, I got out, let me just dip. No, nah, like I'm gonna try to like like I would risk my life for that. Even though I got kids, even though I got a, a future wife, and even though I got like a family and whatever. It's just like there's something that me to want to do that, and I think that dude probably is cut from the same cloth. Like most real men would do that shit. He period. had no training. He's on Navy SEAL. He's not anything. And I was reading. He's a street uh, nigga. He don't need all tweets. that. Tweets. We don't know. If he's a street nigga. Yeah, that um, nigga's street nigga. Um, I was reading tweets um, from the CNN article that posted about it, and somebody mentioned like things that I wouldn't even think about, like the barrel of the gun being hot, hot, oh, that's hot and how he'll probably have those scars for the rest of his life. Like I wouldn't even think about something like that, you know? And like, just like how he was just wanting go mode. No. So it's just like, it's like if your stove was on fire and like you like, no, you, like you know I, mean? I don't even, I'm, I'm yeah. not, not operated a gun, you know? So it's just like the things you don't think about, like how he just like fought through the pain, fought through everything. And there's so much adrenaline just to be able to save other other people's lives than his own. Can I say this you know, though? It, it's a pretty amazing. And that is that guy still at large? No, they got him. They got him. They got okay. him. So he he actually he surrendered. Um, he is fucked up. 
the media keeps saying he is mentally unstable. But let me say this. So this dude two years ago went to the White House Bruh. and tried to do break in and got arrested by Secret Service. They confiscated two guns. Uh, okay, what was it? AK and an AR-15. Right? Confiscated the guns. Arrest them, whatever. Process them. They give the guns back to him. His father gets the guns back. And of course, the dad's like, all right, here's your gun, son. So the same guns the Secret Service confiscated was the same gun he used in his shooting. Yep. Right? There's a lot of things. So that's like, you know what I mean? So that's another argument. We already talked about that shit. So it's shit like this we where the about gun that control. In Florida yeah, with the man. police. Like, that, there's uh-huh. things that, there's, these are people who are like not first time offenders nah, or have made people uncomfortable. Yeah, get off of this, man. This is I'm not a random. Mad. So yeah, that, that's upsetting and. Yeah, I'm off this one. That's good. It's all right. So let's get back to um, the run and wrap up pretty soon. But so we had a lot of free time, I guess, the last few days or whatever. <laughs> like we missed work. I ain't going to lie. Since we got back from like vacation, we've been fucking just. We've been in, we were in the gym <laughs> literally like every day, all day, twice a day. So now that vacation's over, we're, we're still staying chill. on yeah, our yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, we're chilling. But we're, we're Mentally, we're like, fuck all that. We're relaxed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we. So. We don't watch a lot of TV, but sometimes like we'll catch like The Housewives of Atlanta or like there's a show with Genuine on Bravo too, like some wild shit. But I really want to talk about Ayana, fix my life and her nonsense. Um, yeah, Ayana's fucking crazy, bro. Anybody that watches that show knows the premise. She finds somebody that's damaged. She talks to him, you know, does all this weird shit with him and tries to get him. You never see a solution. Ever. The show just ends. You're like, all right, well, what do we do next? Um, I have a bone to pick. Ayala, do me a favor. Stop with these fucking experiments you be doing or exercises where you take, you know, the one episode she took fucking myth hits, you know, and buried this nigga in, in dirt up to his knees. It was like, yeah, this is the weight you're carrying around or some shit. This is what's holding you down in life. This is the representation of what's holding you down in life. That nigga looked at her like, what are you talking about? And just like dug the dirt out and got out the fucking dirt. Like, it was like weird. She does shit like this. Um, the latest episode. The latest episode. It was, go ahead, you talk about Yo, it. Yo, first of all, the latest episode, I was already seeing the memes on Twitter like all week. And I'm like, I need to watch this. So this is Ayala Fits My Life with Hazel <coughs> Lee on there. Shout out to Hazel E, man. Yeah, I, Hazel E, man. Like, you could tell she's a very damaged individual. Um, if you've watched all the love and hip hop like we have, unfortunately, you've seen that Hazel was one way when the show started, and she kind of like flipped the switch. I think she was, I think she was bullied, and you know uh, she whatever. But she made some uh, disparaging, disparaging remarks, remarks hey. against dark skinned women, which were wild and foul, and I was surprised. There was no reason for her to say that. So. Or it seemed like there was no reason for her to say that. There's never a reason to say that. Um, she went on Ayanna Fix My Life. And that was like the <laughs> basis of the show. That she said these remarks against dark-skinned women. They go into her childhood and like issues that she's had. And they have their mom, her mom on there. And we find out, unfortunately, she was molested by um, babysitters when she was a kid. Like a four or five-year-old. And um, she was molested by these girls that her mom listen so whatever so this is like the story she reveals not i'm really saying this for a reason because ayala knows all this like when somebody reveals like something that deep and dark ayala like does not listen she's like okay 
Tell me more. Tell me how you felt. Like she just interrupted. Like if I told you, I just was I, like I was molested when I was a kid, and you start interrupting me and start yelling at me to like give me more of the story. I'm just like I honestly said the illest shit I've ever heard in my life to this day. I heard it three years ago. She was on a show, and it was like she was trying to talk to somebody or whatever, and they were like, you know, they you know some secret she didn't want to talk about, like how whatever she didn't want to reveal to the lady or whoever. I honestly said the illest shit ever. This is and I've tried it on every person I've ever met in my life. She tells the lady. Tell me something you don't want me to know. <laughs> what? Who says that to a person and it worked? Yeah, I like, know. That's like, that's the illest shit ever. So, Hazel. Tell me something you don't want me to know. Um, unlike other episodes that I've seen, Hazel actually didn't like fight her. She wasn't combative. Very mature. Um, actually handled herself pretty well. Probably sickening. And Ayala proceeds... To you know, berate berate her for her lyrics to her songs. I didn't even That's know all she did. So like made songs, but um, Ayala is like, so you have these lyrics to this song, pop my butt, pop pop my butt, Pussy. right? That's what she's saying. And then she takes her into a room, and in this room are photographs of Sojourner Truth and Harriet mm. Tubman and Rosa Parks <coughs> and all types of Lisa black, Leslie too. Yeah, black yeah. like women heroes and she's like read these lyrics to these women and hazel literally stands there and is like talking to sojourner truth like pop my butt pop and i'm like what her life please watch that episode it is i was crying she's like talking like read this how do you think rosa parks felt when you made those comments first off rosa parks was light-skinned so what is like me reading my lyrics and talking about butt popping and dark skin shit have to do with fucking Rosa Parks sitting on the bus, bro. She's like, do you think Harry Tubman? No. So of course, we get like the best memes out of this now. And Ayala's like pointing to Harry Tubman. Like, that wasn't Harry Tubman in that picture, nigga. That was Cheryl Swoops. All, All right. right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm back. What up? Anyway, Coachella knows, but that was what was funny in TV. Real Housewives was a hot mess. There was a three-part. There was a three-part for uh, reunion. They they shot it at my job. Hey, shout and, out to blah, 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 blah. yeah, no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shout out to, I was about to say don't shout be, out to Inaudible. Tell where I work now. Checkers, and um, and I did see Marlo Hampton, but um. That was wild. And then Kim Zolciak really pulled the white woman card. Like, and we were really saying, like, yo, Kim never yeah, really she came never up did for that shit. She's like, I don't oh, my God. Racism. There's five African-American women. And She's so like, racism scared. doesn't even exist anymore. What's I'm going like, on? I'm like, what? Like, bitch, what are you talking about? Racism she definitely really pulled just out her Make America Great Again card. That was crazy. Um... Trash television. Racism yeah. happened when you pulled up to the damn venue and told that black valet guy that you wasn't tipping him because he's fucking was black. That's <laughs> that's racism. Um, I'm done with reality TV. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. There ain't nothing going on in sports. The playoffs. I've been watching the playoffs. You know, it's just you know. Um, hockey playoffs. Hockey player. Penguins. What's up, Penguins? We back. Hey man, free Pete. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't watch hockey. Y'all better respect the Penguins. They're going for a three Pete. Not many people can say that shit in sports, man. So y'all better respect it. Um, real quick on basketball, James Harden. I'm watching the game right now. Yo, you gotta stop with the. I hate. I hate how this nigga plays basketball. He's fucking dope. He always goes for the fouls and shit, bro. Like I hate that shit. Like just play straight up. Like don't try to get easy extra buckets, man. But anyway, that's the new NBA. Um, T Wolves and Rockets. It's a close series. 
Cavs Pacers close series. LeBron needs help. He, go, he he can't take it no more, man. Like this this team he got with him now, it ain't gonna cut it. Uh, Raptors they're overrated. I think the Wizards are gonna beat them in seven games. Uh, on the Western Conference, who'd I miss? Um, Spurs Warriors Warriors gonna handle that. Um, I think oh Utah hey Utah and OKC. I'm tell y'all man Donovan Mitchell man that dude is a legit. He's a legit star, man. He got for a rookie, and he had like a size twenty foot. For some reason, shoes are out of control, big. But that nigga is nice. He's nice. Um, like I said before, Melo, you got to retire. You look terrible. Um, Paul George, you need to do better. Um, that was it, man. Um, Portland got swept. The, the Pelicans look really good, man. Drew Holiday's balling finally. AD's unstoppable. So if they have Boogie Cousins, I think they'd probably be a legit conference finals lock. But We'll wait and see. I think they got the Warriors next round, um, you know, pending the Warriors Spurs series ending. Um, <coughs> football, the draft is coming up, so whatever. Um, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. No sports, everything else, go pins. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Anything else we're forgetting? Oh, uh, I oh, do yeah. feel like we did not, we haven't recorded since we saw um, Big Crit. And Sci High the Prince. Oh, yeah, that was a so, great concert, man. Shout out to them. Shout great. out to Sci High, Big Crib, man. Sci High, Big, big Crib, man. Proud of your development, your growth, man. Yeah, you're and a I'm, huge Big Crib. I'm a huge Big Crib fan. So seeing where he's at now, and he seems like a happy. Like, see, artists like that, like that I'm fans of, and seeing how they were on like a certain path, you know what I'm saying? Like, he signed a, a label, label deal with Def Jam, and like he was dropping albums. I didn't like them shits. I was like, these are trash. And he wasn't really being himself. He left that shit, let his hair grow. That nigga lost weight. You know, he got his queen with him. So he's just doing his own music and he's doing what he what he knows best, man. He's the most underrated artist out there, man. This nigga produces and fucking raps on all his music. Ain't many niggas saying that shit. And the difference between him and J. Cole, he can actually spit and he don't actually make depressing music and talks about fucking all that depression shit all the time. So shout out to Crit. Sci High, dope. Dope yeah, album. So had, yeah. I, yeah, enjoyed, I, mean, like, I enjoyed the show. I really did. I yeah, really man. did. We actually, you know, we we got off our, our pedestal, went down with the common folk and, and general mission and mingled oh, with the crowd. God. You know, Amber, you know, she don't like being around people, so I had to take Shut her down. Up. I had that to take her down, true. man, you know. That is not true. I am the most Social, um, anti-social person ever. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I got to go to Dominican Republic for a bachelor party, so... Um, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll have lots of uh, content Nah man, I ain't doing shit um, There's about 14 people going down there A lot of my friends are going down there And I'm really worried about this group Because they're all a mess And you know when It's sad whenever I'm the fucking <coughs> the, the Like the fucking dad of the group man You know what I mean So whatever, hopefully we'll record next week uh, and Yeah, that's I'll be it. in NY I'm coming home. Very excited. Um, and then next week, we're going to Costa Rica for about four days. And yeah, we're definitely going to try. No, we're going to. We, we want to have we everything did uploaded. Dirty. Yeah, yeah we did y'all dirty. We, we really like went on a hiatus. So we're going to keep to the schedule regardless of travel. You going to shout out um, Kelsey, man? She, you know, 
I did. I, well, did. I said I, I said I saw her, but shout out to Kelsey. I, I really need... There's a few people like I really need on this podcast. We can set it up. Call it. Let us know, man. Like, there's a few people I really need. Like, I need that energy. I need... Yo, Kelsey, you got mad at me because I tried to defend my whole fab argument. I felt the vibe when we were at dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt your heat, so... Hey, nah, I'm Kelsey here. What's up? You, What's Kelsey up, though? You know. Nah, she had that look. I was like, man, listen, you got, I'm over here talking, explaining my point of view, but I see how you're looking at me, and I don't like the way Amber's looking at me either, so... Yeah, you got two Harlem girls, and it's going to be a problem, but um, yeah, there's a lot... There's We'd love to have, you know, my friends who do music, my friends who are in media, uh, just like, we would love to have you. We're <coughs> just going to keep this thing going, keep, you know, bringing you... As, good content as we can and um you know yeah that's it and if anybody knows anybody that's in the fashion or make clothes let me know man i want to try some new shit out so i'm always down to shout out to uh my homegirl from college queen um she's really doing great things out here gabrielle union just had her jacket on at coachella i told queen i said i'm gonna have to book you early next year and she said it's all love like she's 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 the best. She's awesome, and I'm proud of her. So everybody out there making moves, trying to make moves, just keep going at it. Um, I said this earlier. It really, like, you don't know when your moment could be. Just mind your business. Mind your business. Keep your head down in your work. Keep doing what you do, and it will be recognized. It really will. So I'm I'll, I'll say this, man. This is my last, my last words, final words um, for the podcast. Um, <laughs> treat people with respect and always try to do the right thing and I believe good karma will always come your way man yep. you know what I mean like no matter what it is whether it's something small like holding the door open for somebody you know what I mean like don't let nobody take you out of your character and make you do shit that that will lead to bad karma for you so that's all I gotta say man I love y'all thank y'all for listening next week I got y'all and I will calm down um, no more Cardi rants I love you Cardi Nikki what's up I'll let you We love you too, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.